0: I'll be joined by my wonderful co host Kim and special guest Jenna Labe.
1: You can register at slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's slash challenge. Now, on to the show.
0: Hey, fellow mathematicians, welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor mathematicians as we co-create meaning together. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. So Kim workshops start today oh and it's so So much fun we Mm -hmm. love uh we love our online workshops um where we can take a deep dive into content it's so cool to interact with people in the comments message boards y'all if you happen to miss registration this time around we open registration three times a year september january and may so sort of those three kind of teacherish times of the year that makes sense Mm -hmm. for pd So arrange your funding for January for our next time that workshops open, if
1: that is your goal. All right, let's get to today. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to chat a little bit about something that we hear teachers and parents talk about quite a bit, and that's the Mm, fact mm -hmm. that kids these days, I'm kind of ear quoting kids these days, (laughs) don't have a clue about how to tell time, Mm. much less read an analog clock. So Today, we thought we would talk a little bit about ways to help your students and personal kids make more sense of time and have more experience with telling time. So we have three broad suggestions today. So let's talk about three
0: ways to really help get time uh, better, better with our our current generation and maybe Mm -hmm. ways that you hadn't thought about. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. Number one, let's help kids and students. So our personal kids and students get a better feel, develop intuition for benchmark units of time. Okay. So what do we mean by
1: benchmark units of time? Well, yep. you and I probably hey, Kim, both- Hey Kim, hang yeah. on just a second. I mean, just a minute. I mean, give me a minute. A- <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> I'll give you a minute, but actually not a minute, right? Well, don't give do- me a minute.
0: That would be terrible. On a podcast, a silence. silence
1: for a whole minute. Or do, did I mean a minute? Do I yeah. mean a
0: second?
1: So we do that, don't we? We use incredibly fuzzy language when we say just a second, just a minute. Uh, and in we'll an get hour, to that in an hour. In while. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, we are going to recommend that as often as possible, you use precise language. So if you mean in a minute, like it should actually mean about a minute. <laughs> like nothing is just a second, right? So we got to tone down that language and really start considering how long things take. And the more that we consider how long things take and how long actions that our kids are doing take, they'll get a better feel for how long those things take. So listen, when I tell my kids, when they come up to me and say, Hey mom, uh, when are we going to whatever I'll look at the clock and I'll say things like about 10 to 12 minutes. So I'll give them a range. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to give as accurate as I possibly can. So number one, I'm considering how long things take, but also I'm giving them a framework for doing the same thing. And instead of just saying just a second or just a second, doesn't that usually mean leave me alone? I mean, <laughs> I mean sometimes as a mom, a window means. into the Kim household. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just saying like, I, I, I just think it's really important that we give as accurate as we can, or you could say, I'm not sure. I think it's probably going to be about this long based on this. Mm. So like be transparent about what you're yeah. thinking about.
0: Yeah. Even if it's, Hey, right now, don't ask me that question. Walk mm-hmm. away. You know, mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. I've actually heard you say that, um, Walk away. <laughs> and I think we can be, we can, rather than just a minute, hang on in an yeah. hour, you know, like five minutes yeah. from now, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever your pat answer is that you sort of give kids when it's when you mean i don't know don't ask me don't bug me
1: yeah we
0: could we could be a little more specific or or be clear that we're not being specific uh either way that would be a way hey another way uh that i ran into when uh, you and i were using the curriculum investigations in data number and space was they would actually have teachers work really intentionally to help develop these benchmark units of time like Mm -hmm. they would say hey students predict how many, and then pick a thing, how many circles do you think you can draw in a minute? How many stars can mm-hmm. you draw in a minute? How many times can you blink your eyes in a minute? How many times can you snap in a minute? Um, I think one of them was even like there's a length on the floor. How many times can you run that length in a minute? Mm-hmm. So you actually have students a minute, like how, I, how and, and then kids are like, oh, a minute's so long. I can I can draw a hundred stars in a minute. You're like, okay, like write that down. Estimate your. Or oh, I minute's mean, really short. You know, you, you almost get a feel for for what their the adults in their lives are saying. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's really short, so I, I can only draw like three. And you're like, all right, write that down. And then actually time them. You know, like like yeah. hit the stopwatch and say, okay, everybody, draw the stars. Here we go, ready? And and let a whole minute go by. <laughs> Kids will be like, oh my gosh, that was forever long. Until then, you have them go run the length. Okay, how many lengths? Oh, well, you know, I could draw fifty-nine stars, so maybe I can run fifty-nine links, and you know, that probably not as, as many of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that whole idea of give them a unit of time, like a minute, but you could also say, all right, now we're going to do this for five minutes. All right, you you are going to work on your project. You are going to read silently for five minutes, and then actually. I mean, I have no idea what that sound is coming across on a podcast, but I'm like, it's, it's clicking blocks. Right? It sound like a stopwatch. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm like, I, you can tell I'm an athlete. We did lots of things with stopwatches. Um, so, you know, like, like actually hit it. Don't est- don't estimate it yourself. Teachers like yeah. actually hit, have a, have a, uh, one that has an alarm that comes off at the end of it. Uh, so that, you know, you have that noise and like, ah, how many did you get? And then compare, compare to your estimate and ask them to revise. Okay, based on you thought you could draw 59 stars, you actually drew 48 or 20 or 199. Like whatever you actually drew, now now revise your estimate. We're going to do it again. And give them a chance to kind of feel that one minute, that five minutes. Um, even you could say math time is 90 minutes. See, you can see me wishful thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we're going to spend 45 minutes in history or like whatever it is, like this this much time we're going to do and then go do the thing. Like let the 45 minute go on the timer, ignore it even, um, and then let it go off and go, huh, how'd we do? Like, did we keep our... Uh, pick your thing, whatever it is, Our, the time that we were working on writing. Did we keep that to the 45 minutes? Well, actually we need some more time. That's interesting. That was 45 minutes. You're noticing that that time went by. So those are some benchmark times that we can help students develop intuition for. And I
1: don't think that it's a one-time thing, right? Because we've heard littles. I think you, you've you probably heard this too. Is it a short minute or a long minute? And a lot of times <laughs> that, that um, refers to how long things feel when you're enjoying the activity or not enjoying the activity, right? Like it can feel a little different. So they just need a lot of experience with those benchmarks to know this is 10 minutes. This is five minutes. This is one minute. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice.
0: All right. So Kim, what is another broad suggestion that we have to help students with time?
1: So the second thing we want to mention is that we need to just do a better job of noticing what time it is just in our daily lives and ask what time it is. So I know I, I know it seems like a super obvious suggestion, but I think adults are aware of time. We're constantly checking the time. We like look at the time, but we don't necessarily give kids the experience of doing that. So we we're suggesting that you say the time a lot. We talk about time. And so what are some times that you can talk about time even more in your, in your work day, in your day with your kids. I might say to my kids like, Oh, Hey, it's six o'clock. Uh, we're going to have dinner in 45 minutes or Hey, in the classroom. Hey, it's like noon. And we've got about 30 minutes to do this next thing that we're going to do.
0: And as you notice those times, you could also, and maybe you meant this, but you could also like look at the clock. So you're like, Hey, it's 12 o'clock huh, that's what the clock looks like when it's 12 o'clock, whether it's analog or digital, and maybe both would be a fine thing to do. I could even foresee that if it's an analog clock where you could go, huh, it's 12 o'clock. Why is it 12 o'clock? Oh yeah. Cause this hand and that hand. Okay. So it's mm-hmm. 12 o'clock. Hey, what would that look digitally? And you could just like slap that down really quick, move on. Like it's like a short, I'm noticing the time where we're not only noticing what time it is. But we're noticing what that looks like on a clock. Analog yeah. and digital. Move on. Now, besides us just noticing, we can also ask students, right? So in that same moment where we're like, hey, I'm gonna notice, oh, hey, y'all, what time is it? Ask students. Look at the clock based on what you see right now. What time is it? Hey, what would that look like on a digital clock? Slap that down. Hey, what would that look like on a you know, vice versa, whichever one you're looking at, like notice what it would look like on the other one? Bam, done. It's not, it's not, we're not talking about a lesson. We're talking about like, bring this into your life
1: a lot. Mm -hmm. It's the experiences, right? You're providing constant little, uh, little tiny nuggets of experience for, for kids.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that reminds me. um, One of the things that was interesting for me when I spent time in Europe was the number of people that would tell uh, time on a 24 hour clock. Um, Mm -hmm. we could, we could argue 24 hour, 12 hour clock. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is it was interesting to me that people who weren't necessarily all that, mm, how should we say fluent in math guys I had other conversations with them were really fluent in a 24 hour clock far more than I was. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it's cause you deal with it all the time. Like mm-hmm. that's your experience. Your experience mm-hmm. has gotten you to where you can think about it all, all the time. And they would say the same thing to me. They're like, you're always thinking about the relationship to twelve. Weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's yeah. what I, I grew up with. And so because each of us had those experiences, yeah. this
1: was you're you're yeah. mentioning. Yep. So we want to give kids experiences. This is so funny that you're mentioning because, um, and I think we've talked about 24 hour clocks. I feel like we have at some point on the podcast, but my husband does military time or 24 hour clock uh, for work mm-hmm. and his and his clock on his phone is a 24 hour clock. And so, you know, when I'm thinking about 24 hours, you know what I do is I, I like literally count. And so because I don't have the experience, it throws me back into accounting strategy Mm. Um, and then maybe if I really stop and think about it, then I'll like subtract 12. Um, but I just, I, I just don't see it all the time. I don't, I don't make sense of it that well.
0: So that's interesting because we work with uh, a person who deals with 24 hour time, uh, doesn't live on the American continent and, uh, d- deals with 24 hour time. And the other day I asked a question about one o'clock and I think it had something to do with like nine, nine o'clock to one o'clock. And, and, and she counted. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh," she's like, "Don't, don't judge me. I know I was counting." And I was like, "No, no, no. It's, it's, it's something you have less experience with yeah. because she's yeah. totally on a twenty-four hour clock, and so that's interesting that sometimes you'll count when it's not your experience, and and same thing, she'll count when it's not her experience. When we yeah. don't, it's y'all. It's so much about experience. So, mm-hmm. secondly, give kids experience. Talk about what time it is. Have them tell you what time it is. Often, often ask you that. Yeah, cool. All
1: right." So yeah. <laughs> you mentioned um, a schedule earlier and mm. talked a little bit about times in classes. And so the third recommendation that we have is is just that. So I have seen a lot of really great classrooms where the schedule of the day is written on the board or there might be like a chart or a bulletin board where it says, you know, at this time we're going to math and at this time we have lunch, and at this time we have recess. And sometimes it's in um, digital form on a clock or it's just written out. Um, sometimes there are, um, analog clocks next to those. So kids get a feel for what that's going to look like. But I was in a classroom once where a teacher had the visual and she added the time. The visual, the visual schedule, the visual, visual schedule with the Uh little, uh, analog clock next to it. But I thought it was brilliant because she added a little piece of paper on her desk for each, for each student. And every once in a while she would say, stop. Uh, We just finished math. Stop. Let's look at the clock. And then they compared what time was it? What time were we supposed to be done? And kind of said, how do we do? Did we end on time? Do we end a little early? Did we end a little bit late? And I just thought it was a really nice, really meaningful things for kids to compare their daily schedule with, you know, the the suggested schedule with what actually happened.
0: Yeah, nice. It's a a really nice way to notice um, and compare and get kids looking at at the
1: at what the way time looks. God, yeah, nice. and it that's didn't cool. take long, right? It was just on their desk and they just jotted down, but they got practice reading the clock, recording times and then comparing a little bit. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And and I would suggest that if when they're comparing, that's building intuition for benchmarks because they're like, "Oh, we actually took an hour to do that even though we were only supposed to take 50 minutes." That's what that that's what an hour feels like longer than 50 minutes. Yeah, all, all that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so first help students develop intuition for benchmark units of time. Second, tell time a lot, notice and wonder what time it is. All right. So the last thing we want to talk about today is also notice aloud how long things are taking. Mm -hmm. So put your thoughts about elapsed time out there for kids and students to hear. What are you thinking? Not just about what time it is, but elapsed time. And maybe I kind of just said that when I was talking about the hour and 50 minutes, but, but even more, even more so The the, what, what time has elapsed, let's put it out there. So yeah. in what ways can we do that, Kim?
1: Oh, well, I'll tell you what I did this morning as we were getting ready for school. <laughs> um, you know, we leave, for, we leave for school at the same time every day. Like that's the goal. We try to get out the door. And so often my kids want to know, Hey, do I have time to blank before? Can I play with my Legos or whatever before? And I will say to them, um, it's 735 and you still need to brush your teeth, grab your backpack, put your lunch away, you know, whatever, list the things. And so like, I want to give them a feel for, can you get all that done? How much time do you have? And so because I was ask They know them, what time
0: you're leaving, right? You're they know what time at- we're
1: leaving and 745. And we will talk about what time it is right now. And and then naturally they start to ask themselves like, oh gosh, how much time do I have? And like, oh, these are the things I got to get done. And so I'm just hoping to create like a little bit of planning in them as well.
0: And if, if you find your student, your, your child isn't asking themselves, so it's 735, you know, we leave at 745. If they don't then say, okay, so I have 10 minutes. If if they're not thinking about elapsed time, then you could say, so how much time do you have yeah now? You might not choose that on the day where you're running late and by take, <laughs> taking that extra minute to like, you know, like th- yep. that might be kick you over the late, mo- you know, maybe not yeah, that day, yeah. but as much as you can helping students think about elapsed time. And I think you could go back to your, your schedule a little bit. Maybe as you're creating those schedules, you could actually have students do that with you. Y'all, if we're supposed to uh, help me, Kim what's the thing I'm going to do during a day? If, if, if on that visual schedule, we're going to start reading at 10 o'clock, you yeah. know, we have to be done at 10 50. How long, how long do we spend time reading or in reading or learning reading or whatever you do with, with language arts, asking kids, those elapsed time questions, when they say to you, when are we going to recess? You could say, well, what time do we go to recess? Well, we go to recess at two 15. What time is it right now? Uh, they're going to have to read the clock to take, and then, and then, well, so how long do you have? Like press that issue, especially in those moments when kids care, they're caring mm-hmm. about it. They're asking you about it. Press that issue. Um, in those moments, they might be just a little bit more willing to dive in with you as you do that. Yep.
1: Okay. So let's recap one more time. So if you want to give your students and personal kids the opportunity to be better with time, that's the goal, right? Which time is always a good, good goal. goal. Yep. That's a big goal. We want to give a feel for time amounts and benchmarks. That's the first one. We want to notice what time it is and constantly be telling time. Mm -hmm. And we also want to talk aloud about how long things are taking as we go about our day and we talk about theirs. Nice.
0: Y'all, thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figureoutable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is... Figure outable.
1: Thank you for listening and making math more figure outable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central.